Well, howdy there, dead and lovely listeners. It's the brand newest installment of your favorite podcast here with the hosts of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. Woo! And we're here with a very special, hot off the presses, mini-sode extravaganza about the newly, freshly released The Blackening, what just came out Uh in theaters. I seen this about three hours before you did because of our time zone difference. Ain't those time zones crazy? (laughs) They really are, because like... Uh, I, you know, why couldn't I have gone at three o'clock to see it? Why? I don't understand. Like release day is Friday, right? But yeah. it's not, it's Thursday. So like, just, just show it from the beginning of the day. What's the six o'clock nonsense? Just start showing it in the morning. Who gives a shit? Right. Come on. Get with it now. Get with it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be doing a little spoiler-free action, talking about this here movie. Then we're going to get a little bit more in-depth on it. Uh, of course, as always here on the show, we're going to shoot the shit, do a little horsing around, a little chin wagon, maybe a little sipping <laughs> on some horse liquids. Around. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, That's horsing us. around, horseplay. Let's get to this. Right. Oh, by the way, if you want to get straight to the movie, there's a, there's a timestamp for there's you. There's a timestamp, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, horseplay. <laughs> let's get into this real quick, okay? Okay, I let's always hear remember hearing, anytime my brother and I would be you know, going to clowning around, maybe we're jumping on the furniture and doing um, flying elbow drops and suflexes on each other like we did when we <laughs> were kinder uh-huh. kids. Suflexing. Absolutely. Suflexing, right. <laughs> It was always with the, hey, cut out the horseplay, cut out the horseplay, and all this right, stuff, yeah. right? I've never mm-hmm. seen no horses playing like crazy out there. Like, I've never seen oh. a horse like behaving out there in a the field being like, man, I would not let them in the house. No horseplay in the house. Keep it out there in the oh. field. Like, I've never seen it happen. You should hang out with some more horses. They get Dang. wild. They get buck wild. You don't say. That, yeah. Yeah. You know that word? <laughs> That's that's one of the things they do. They they love to like kick and you know hop around, etc. We just always hopping say. around. What about a shadow yeah. fax, the lord of all horses? Are you telling oh, me more about you know a shadow that motherfucker fox? loves to play, son? Damn, he shadow fax, shadow he fox. He loves to canter. He wow. loves to eat a sugar cube. He, what Aww. do horses do? Um, <laughs> he does horse things. He does uh. equestrian shit. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, well, we may never know the origins of horseplay, man. How you been out there in old Portland this week, dude? Oh, man. Great. Um, we we went to Portland Pickles game last night. Ooh, Pickles. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, they lost to the Ridgefield Raptors. Goddamn carpetbaggers come from up north. I don't know. They're probably not from the north. North of us is Washington. But listen, they came into town and they beat our boys and we're, we're mad. We're mad as listen, hell about it. In my <laughs> worldview, if it's north of you, it's it's Yankee land. Now, what happens That's Yankee land. when uh-huh. at, at the end of the day, I make it all the way to the North Pole, the very top of the earth. King Am Yankee, I Santa the Claus. Yankee? Yeah, I'm King Yankee, I guess, huh? No, Santa Claus is King Yankee. <laughs> King You'd be on Yankee his turf. Santa. Okay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> Santa Claus, king of the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's totally true, and we know it. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Okay, so then Pickles got beat down by a dang old raptor. Damn clever girl. Yeah, but, you know, uh, it, 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 we uh, we went it on a dog night, uh, took Salem with us, uh, got to meet a lot of fun dogs. That's oh. honestly the draw. Um, it was also bourbon night. So wait, what some, the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it, pickles games are an excuse to just get drunk. It's awesome. Pickles and raptors and dogs and bissy. Are you kidding me? It's like my it was well, a okay, blast, they're not man. all my favorite things. I don't really like pickles. That's like three out of four of my favorite. Oh things. yeah, you wouldn't like this thing I had called the pickle Rita, which used pickle juice. Uh, and was awesome, but Are you, it, you, me? you would have hated it. <laughs> you would have hated it. You would have absolutely despised it. Was it like a margarita made with pickle juice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you said it was bourbon night. Oh, well, the, I mean, the, I also had bourbon, but, you know. <laughs> All listen. the libations. <laughs> hey, we were intaking them. That's how it goes. 
Wow. It was dude. a fun night though. Yeah. We had a blast. What have you been up to? Man, I've just been chilling like a villain. I have been uh, riffing hard, playing a whole lot of riffs, man. We've got a very special uh, Skank Banger show, my hair metal tribute oh, yeah. band. we got a special show coming up this weekend where... Is it a um, Make-A-Wish show? It's a Make-A-Wish show, <laughs> yes. Yeah, someone wished that Ashley Licks wasn't in the band, so our oh, normal shit. lead guitar player, Ashley Licks, isn't going to be there. And right. so it's up to it's up to Davy Stranger. It's John Cena now. Yeah, it's John Cena now. He's coming in to do the job. Now it's going to be up to old Gravy Strainer himself to carry what? all them shred duties here for the skanks. Hell so, yeah, Gravy Strainer! I'm really stoked about it, man. I've been like going crazy trying to learn like 80 million different solos, and of course, you know, yeah. this is all pretty pretty vicious stuff on guitar. So it's been really fun to go over it. I put up a couple. Like, I- Patreon videos and stuff and me learning all this yeah. material. But I feel good about it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think I've heard you play several solos before. I don't think it's a new thing, is it? You know what? I've gone out there and I've picked a single note at you a time or two. It has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking nailed it. So you know, I'm just saying. I'm, we'll see I'm what happens. Saying. We'll see You're if Davey can fucking do the job, man. We're going to find out about it, but that means I've got to be doing double the high kicks, dude. Double the... Oh, shit. Uh, blowing kisses and... Uh, oh, man. Kissing on the guitar. Ready. Uh, uh-huh. Head banging. All that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, yep. P- so you're personal brag. Personal brag. Okay. Are you ready for Let's this? Let's hear it. Uh-huh. The last show that we played... With, with Skank Banger, which, you know, we do all in costume and in character and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I did fulfill a vanity milestone that I feel very okay. happy about. Honestly, like, again, this might sound totally trivial and vain, but to me, it's it's cool, man, because, you know, anybody that listens to the show knows, like, I've been working out pretty hard for the past, like, year or two, like, post-COVID. I've been in that gym, getting all my good feelings on, getting swole. Not really. Just uh-huh. trying to lose beer weight more than anything. Right. <laughs> And uh, the last show we played, like, you know, usually I wear, like, cut-off t-shirts or, like, a pirate shirt or whatever. But uh, the last show that we played, I was like, you know what? What if I just wore just a vest? Just a vest. Uh-huh. No shirt on underneath it. Okay. I was kind of timid. Like, I, I, I went in the in the boudoir and put it on. And I was like, oh, wait. I don't want anybody to see this. What if I look, what if I look bad? And I put it on. And I was like, wait. I might look okay in this. I don't yeah. went out there and played a dang old rock show just wearing a, a vest and skivvies. It was liberating. It felt great. It was kind of one of those things, man, where it's like, oh, this like shit I've been doing pays off. What do you know? Hell yeah. And you're a shirtless vest guy now. I'm that guy. I'm old vest That's no your shirt. daily wear. Going yeah. to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Old vest no shirt. I I wear uh, shirts I have with the sleeves cut off uh, where my tits are fully out, like, all over the place. So I understand that level of liberation. It's wonderful. It's, it's nice great. to just be like, fuck, yeah, look at me. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just one of those minor, like, milestone things where it's like, I've wanted to do this for a while, and I couldn't do it before. And now, because I've, you know, exercised consistently, hey, look at me doing it. Doing it and well, doing it you well. you could have done it before, and you could have rocked it. Yeah, I'm thanks, just thanks, thanks, thanks. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have felt as confident in myself. Yeah. Whereas so this time I felt pretty good. confident. Yeah. Confident, dry, and secure. Depends. Huh. <laughs> I was wearing depends too, just in case. Oh, good. I was wondering. I was like, what if he gets on stage and pisses himself from? Yeah, the, that's that's been my whole goal about you know wearing the vest and no shirt <laughs> is to distract from my my bulky depends I wear on stage all the time. <laughs> You're wearing, you're wearing tights over fucking Depends. <laughs> depends, yeah. <laughs> it's a unique look. I, I got to use the art of diversion to keep the eyes away yeah. from it. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm over here drinking uh, a beer or about to. Uh, just on, on the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies episode, I had one of these uh, temporal beers that uh, J- uh, Jonas Ninivara, a.k.a. Jonas Nirvana... <laughs> Uh, brought down from British Columbia. This is an Ardbeg Novum. Adam beer aged for 18 months in an Ardbeg scotch cask. So what? I'm guessing this is going to be pretty intense. It's a 12.21 percenter. So. Damn, dude. Yeah. If there was yeah. ever a beer to turn my wife into a beer drinker, it would probably be that. She loves that Ardbeg, man. Are you a Scotchman? Are you okay with like a smoky like old Ardbeg? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I like scotch. I am much more of a bourbon man, but I, yeah, I enjoy a scotch. And I'll tell you what, this has that nice scotch peatiness to it without being too overwhelming. It still tastes like a beer. Okay. But but very, very like peaty on the back end. It's I'm, I'm enjoying it. Honestly, I, I can't imagine... Like, it, this is, I think, a 12-ouncer. Boy, I bet 12 ounces is going to feel like a lot. It's kind of heavy. Yeah? Yeah. That's a lot mm-hmm. of booze to be in a beer. Now, what style For of sure. beer did you say it was? Is it an ale? What is it? It says it's an Adam beer. The fuck is that? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's what? It's got barley, water, hops, yeast. Okay. Those are good things to put in a beer. Yeah, those are kind of the usual suspects, huh? Yeah, that's what huh. you want. That's what you want to see. Man, what if there was a really, you know, dank, mossy-ass scotch made by two red-headed brothers, and it was called The Adventures of Pete and Pete? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> the Adventures of Pete and Pete? God, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. I, you know, I could see walking into the store, like, oh, you got, you got the new Adventures of Pete and Pete 15-year? Yeah, that sounds fun. I want that. <laughs> that could be a thing. Is it pretty mm-hmm. good though? You like the beer? Yeah, on it, yeah. It's it, it is it is intense. It's a lot of flavor. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is very tasty. Word, man. I've already consumed my my alcohols for the day, man. We went over to uh, to Turn Club, which is our local oh, yeah. little tiki bar in Knoxville. I had Great a little place. tiki uh-huh. drink over there, and I made myself a little tequila soda action after i got home while i was grilling up some chicken for tomorrow waiting on this episode to start this is kind of unusual dude like the past couple weeks we've kind of been more on my schedule and doing some earlier shows this is after midnight which is of course when you let them all hang out after midnight can't feed gremlins no food that's what they say (laughs) this is more like those words how the show started we used to do the show like really late at night we did super late yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. just delirious tired and drunk was kind of the way the show started huh (laughs) yeah yeah and now yeah now it's old man like early morning record maybe have a beer but probably not (laughs) yeah because i don't want my back to hurt you know yeah Exactly. I don't want my back to hurt from having a beer with my friends. Oh, those twelve ounce curls just hurt my back these days. Oh, oh my back. Yeah. Oh. No, I I remember those days, and you know this, this is yeah a rare late night recording. We both have just been to see the blackening, uh, though this will be releasing uh, a couple weeks after the the movie. Uh, we're, we're getting it recorded immediately because boy, I mean, kind of a spoiler. We both enjoy the movie, so yes. if you want, like, if you want to watch a good movie without it being spoiled for you, go go watch the Blackening for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's got our seal of approval all over it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. But we are going to do a little preview palace. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah, because the Blackening does center around a a board game, a very terrible board game, in fact. Must be one of the worst yeah. board games I've about ever seen, Steve. I'd like to yeah, talk it's about a super the racist worst, board game. <laughs> worst board games over here in that preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. This is mini sodes. This is going to be a mini palace. What's a small yeah, mini palace? palace? What is that? Wait, called? sorry. Let's try it again. Okay. Welcome to the mini palace. The voice is smaller. Yeah, mini yeah. Palace. It quiet. I like that. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> Interesting. It's more on brand. I do like that. Mm hmm. Now, I like a board game pretty good. When we were talking about our, our least favorite board games, there was one that came to mind for me, but I was thinking about a lot of the others, and I was like, man, I, I love a Scattergories. Oh, Scattergories is great. I love a Taboo. I love a, uh-huh, I love a Charades or a Win-Loser Draw. Yep. There's sure, a lot of yeah. these that I really like. Now, one that's on my annoyance list. Oh, oh mm-hmm. no, okay, I'll tell you. This is one that I struggle with, honestly, in terms of mm. how I feel about this board game. Because when it's good, it's great. I love it. My wife and I play it all the time, like even on our, our phones and stuff. Right. But there's a moment in every Scrabble game where you go, am I a fucking dumbass? Am I an <laughs> idiot? Or is that just me? No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like the, You're just sitting there looking at the tiles and you're like, I know... I know there's got to be words in there, 
but I can't figure it out. I don't know any, right? I don't know any. <laughs> I'm a very dumb person. Yeah, no, you, you definitely get there. And then you get that feeling when you finally do come up with something where you're like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm the smartest person in the world. Yeah, dude. I just came up with uh, putting an E at the end of somebody else's word, and it's a British spelling, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I get all the points. <laughs> It's a double-edged sword, man. There's a high risk-reward factor with a game of Scrabble. Sure. I love it, and then at some point, I'm always like, I guess I'm a fucking idiot. So that's <laughs> yeah. a tough one. But overall, I would say that I like that one. Do you have any games like that that you kind of sit on the fence with? Monopoly! Okay, all right. You're on my yep. shit list, man. Monopoly yep. is my shit list yep. board game, dude. Yep. Monopoly's terrible. It is... I mean, it is like... Uh, what if you just imagine if you had to live real life and deal with your debt and, and financial problems, but you have to do it with your family and oh, you fun. have to do it for hours. Wow. Doesn't that sound <laughs> unpleasant? It's basically like doing taxes. You could just That's do taxes it, with your family and then tell one of the kids they won and then boom, you, you fucking nailed family game night. <laughs> And the definition of winning is everyone owes you money. Right. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> cool. It sucks as a game. It America, sucks. the game. Well, and like the whole premise of it when it was created was to show the flaws of capitalism. And then capitalists were like, but guess what? We're going to sell it. <laughs> what if it was fun, though? What if we advertised it as being fun? Wait, was it really yeah. invented yeah. to show the flaws of capitalism? Yeah. Huh? Really? Yep. <laughs> and doesn't it do that very well? Oh man, it does, yep. dude. Like mm-hmm. there's there's moments in Monopoly where it's kind of fun and it's exciting. We're like, oh, I've bought the railroads. This is great. And yeah. then there's that turning point where you gotta start factoring out rent and somebody mm-hmm. ends up really owning the whole board and it's just yep. not fun anymore, dude. And it, it's so much to chance. Like, there is strategy, of course, in Monopoly, but it's just so much chance that it again is just a reminder of how crushingly unfun capitalism is. Man. And, like what a, what a terrible game what to put your family through. You can be a thimble though. That's neat. I yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, very few games allow you to be a thimble or an old boot or a Scotty dog. You're a top hat. <laughs> Or a race car. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it makes up for it. No, I don't think so. Or a wheelbarrow. Uh, what is with the Monopoly tokens? What What are the... Okay, so is the wheelbarrow like you got a wheelbarrow of cash? You're so rich, you bought a race car. You have so much money that you can protect your fingers while you sew? Yeah, that's kind of unclear, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway, fuck Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, fuck Monopoly. How about that one? Okay, yeah. you know what? I just thought of another one I'm not necessarily a big fan of. Unpopular mm-hmm. opinion, man. This is a fucking hot okay. take. I'm going to get canceled for this. All right. Uh-oh. Here it comes. Is Clue fun? Oh, listen. Okay, I like Clue, but I you are not in a minority when you really? say you hate Clue, I, I have gotta heard find my people, many dude. people hate Clue, and, and I guess I I I like it, but I'm never like itching to play it. So I guess at the very least, at best with Clue, I'm kind of apathetic. Yeah, at best, right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, so yeah, I get it. So why do you hate Clue? I think the thing is, is like if I'm if I'm playing a game, I'm uh-huh. doing it to relax, unwind, <laughs> have is fun. Not for that. <laughs> right. No, huh? And it's like, hey, could you pay really close attention to details and make guesses and assumptions and keep track of a bunch of stuff? Right. That sounds fun, uh-huh. right? No, it, it does. doesn't. It really does, it does. not sound fun. <laughs> it really is in a lot of ways like a, a little Sudoku puzzle type of thing where yeah you're just keeping track and the better you can keep track the more likely you are to solve it and yeah that yeah i guess that's not super relaxing or like entertaining yeah you're right i mean maybe clue can fuck off 
You know, I just want my brain to chill out if I'm playing on a game or do something creative. Like, that's why I like, um, uh, what's that fucking game? Cranium. Like, Cranium's fun. You get creative with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's Cranium's a good one. fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I like any game where you get to be creative or where trivia is involved. Th- those are fun. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I can say pretty confidently that uh, Mousetrap can go right to hell. <laughs> Dude, okay. Let yeah. me just go ahead and assume this is how everyone's game of Mousetrap went when we uh-huh. were kids playing Mousetrap. Right. You would take like an hour to try to set uh-huh. up the Mousetrap. Right. Then you'd probably just like set it off and then fold the game up and not never yep. even fucking play, right? Uh, and and more than likely you had to set it off several times because it didn't work. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Unfun. <laughs> it was Fuck no fun. It was no fun. I never really understood what the game was. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was just a way to sell kids a fun thing to set up, but like it's it, it's fun like one two times maybe, and then you're just like, hey, get this out of my fucking face. I'm just gonna say the commercial was more fun than the game. Yeah, the commercial was more fun. The com- in the commercial, it like, wow, that looks like a blast. Right. No, it did look more fun. What about okay, Operation? Let's just stress the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. The buzzing, it it, it gets me. It irritates me. It's the just sudden that, like, noise. It's awful. Yeah, that like back of the neck, like oh god, fucking uh, yeah. No, I can't. I can't do operation. No, no, not interested. That's not a fun one at all, man. It's just like nope. encouraging kids to like have a few shots and steady that hand or something. I guess that's it. <laughs> it's right? teaching kids that surgeons need to have a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> this is why your dad drinks, Bobby. Look how hard his job is. He can't get that water out of the knee sober. Neither can you. Oh, my God. A patient's come in with a Charlie horse. Get me a scalpel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was all that about? I don't know. Uh, it yeah. definitely wasn't good doctoring, I'll tell you that. No, uh-uh, no. That is that's definitely not a favorite, man. Not a favorite at all. What was that one where you had to pull the teeth out of the alligator? That just seemed cruel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, fuck, I don't remember Crocodile the name Dentist. Of that, one. that was it, that's wasn't it? Something like, yeah, and, and I know, like, I remember a video from back in the day where people replaced the teeth, or uh, attached X-Acto knife blades to the teeth. What? it. Yeah. Why? Because people are crazy and weird and and they want to entertain us with their insane ideas. Man, people be out there just trying stuff. That's true. That's what they do. They're like, you know what? What if we were to endanger ourselves? Let's try it. That really explains like the entire human condition in one tidy little sentence. People be out right. there trying stuff. <laughs> All of it. It is largely what's happening most of the time with people. Out we there do trying be stuff. out here trying stuff. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, I enjoy some board games, but there's always just been a few that just piss me off more than they do yeah, entertain me. You got any other on your shit list? Um. Well, I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. Um. Anytime you go over to somebody's house and they want to, te- like play a card game with you that they're really good at and you don't know how to play oh yeah that first like 45 minutes to an hour of just getting destroyed at a game you don't understand (laughs) it's the fucking worst but then when you get it and you win it is like the coolest it is the best but yeah Yeah. for that first like hour you want to just be like can you just punch me in the arm instead (laughs) Yeah, you're just really fucking wrecking my shit in front of everybody right now. Yeah, if you really just want to beat me in something, just <laughs> slap me in the face. Throw a fucking beer at me. I don't... Yeah. It'd at least be make less it shorter. Oh. It'd take less time than teaching me all these For rules sure. and stuff, right? For sure, yeah. Stress fest, man. Total stress fest. Yeah, I, I completely get that. Completely get that. Mm-hmm. And, and, hey, that's relevant to the, the movie we're talking about today. Right? It kind of yeah. is, man. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get on into this movie review ski. Now, like I said, I just seen 
the yep. blackening. Just a few hours ago, I had a few minutes to stew on it. You just got back from the theater watching uh-huh, this. Sure did. Yep. I I very much just enjoyed my time. Got a lot of great notes out of it because there there's just so much fun and interesting stuff going on in this movie that I mean it, it you know going into it the promotional material is telling you like you know that they can't all die first or whatever uh so you know they're, they're kind of already dealing with horror tropes and and specifically black character horror tropes in in you know slashers and, and films like this and we've talked about that in the past about sure. you know the the trope that the the black character always dies first and that it is more uh common that a black character dies first uh than it should be representation wise though it's not always true the black character dies first and sure you know that one of the first questions you get in the game is is name a you know a black character who survived a horror movie and they had just talked about people under the stairs and it's like they're perfect right there right totally (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah But yeah, no, so you're dealing with a lot of those like tropes and then like other tropes of like black horror, but also like, because you do get some like get out references and stuff, but then also just like other uh, horror tropes and I I would say it's like long been uh, an element of of black comedy that, that black people in a horror movie would act differently. And this mm. is the playing out of that, of like how, like the idea that black people would not do a lot of this foolishness and that that is talked about very much in the movie of them not wanting to split up and not wanting to do all these other things that white characters would do in a horror movie. It's very um, self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. Very self-aware, very like meta and, and like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to do some spoiler free here. I, I assume give people a little bit of, of discussion before we get into the full-on spoilers because you should go see this. Yes. You definitely should. Completely it, it agree. well worth seeing. Yeah. Dude, I, I didn't really know exactly what to expect from the trailers and everything. It looked like it was going to be fun and silly, but, you know, in the back of my head, I was thinking, man, a lot of times with these, like, horror comedies, they give away all the funniest stuff in the trailer. So when you get there, you already know all the jokes and all the punchlines and when they're going to hit. And then even with a lot of horror comedies, like they usually reach a point where like they get real and it's like not really funny anymore or whatever. Right. This never does that. This, no. I mean, even when it's getting real, the characters are still being funny. Yes, dude. Um, it, 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 yes, it is. It is. Uh, cause you know, uh, we, we just did teen wolf and that is, categorized as a horror comedy but there's not really any horror to it other than the werewolf element and that's not really presented as scary not much comedy Um, either (laughs) yeah not much comedy either it's just kind of a movie (laughs) it just kind of happens yeah Yeah. it just kind of happens yeah yeah this is a great example of a horror comedy where there is really good like slasher style horror stuff going on and then just constant good comedy that doesn't undercut the tension totally. and usually just plays with it and makes it even better and more fun. And dude, here's the thing about it that I think is is so unique and hard to describe is because when we're saying the things that we're saying where this is very self-aware and in some ways a parody of a lot of these tropes and it's just funny uh-huh. all the way through, even in the tense moments, you might be listening to this thinking like, oh, so it's like scary movie? It never no, reaches no. that level. It never reaches no, that level it, yeah. of silly, slapsticky uh, kind right. of humor. This is kind of a unique feel for a movie, honestly. Yeah, I, I, yeah. As far as like, you know, um, other horror comedies that I would say are really good, like say Cabin in the Woods, or Shaun of the Dead. Uh, oh yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Like what what you get is that despite it's a comedy. You may have some sort of trope characters, and this in this one we have the oh fuck, what's his name the the, the Carlton style character. Oh is, yeah, 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 yeah. He we Clifton we do or have, something. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, yeah. We do have like one sort of stock character, but then everybody Clifton. Then everybody else though is just a like fully realized interesting character 
with like well executed backstory like we're not getting it all like we all know the story blah 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 like it's kind of revealed slowly some and then like also you know some other stuff we know certain people dislike other people like yeah shared histories and relationships and stuff that are kind of trickled through it's never like an exposition dump like oh you remember this guy we did this and this and this in school like it's never that basic it is a slow trickle of like okay i'm learning more and more about these characters as it goes along yeah yeah and and that is like that's just like good comedy writing so this this is like this is a film that's got all the right comedy beats and all the good progression of the characters and the exact things you would expect from a comedy while also getting all the good horror beats, but turning a lot of those tropes on their head in a real fun way. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, to, to remain spoiler free, like, I, I don't, I don't want to say anything about the ending until we get to the spoiler sure. section. But, like, as it was going, I was, like, expecting the ending we got. Yeah. As it was going, it was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. Like, yeah, people are in danger, for sure. There's danger going on. But, like, hmm. Like, I I don't know. Like, again, trying to keep it spoiler-free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it, it definitely go into this movie without having it spoiled for you. Like, it's... I think it's fun. It's funny. Yes. And it's got like, it's got the good, like slasher vibes. It's set in an Airbnb, which is like becoming one of my favorite horror movie settings because Airbnbs are creepy. Yeah. Because you know, it's a home, but it's also a hotel room. Like you'd never have a movie like this happening where everybody gets together at a hotel. That's not a welcoming, warm, friendly enough environment for something like this to take place in. But when it's an Airbnb, it's a house. It seems welcoming. It seems friendly. Like it is a good place to set a horror movie. But at the same time, this is someone's home that you don't know about. You just rented it from them. It's a good setup. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) that, that element of creepiness mixed with the fact that black people have to deal with white supremacists and racists and stuff. And you got to put your picture up on Airbnb to rent places and stuff like it, 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 there's an extra layer, layer of tension for a black person booking an Airbnb. And Mm. so like that, that tension playing out and and they're like, I just love, they're just trying to have a fucking good time. They're trying to enjoy Juneteenth. Like, yeah, this is the exact setup of a slasher, you know, like all these people partying, but they are, you know, 10 years out of college. So they're like early thirties. They're doing drugs though. Like that's fun. Like they're, they're doing like Molly and shit. So like some, some of the people throughout the horror movie are fucked up on drugs. And that like adds so much to the comedy, but also like explains why they would do stupid shit or the exact right thing sometimes. Right. I love that element too. That was fantastic, man. Yeah, it is really well put together and a solid premise and a solid setup for this movie. Um, And man, I'll I'll tell you, like, the entire cast fucking kicks ass. Everybody really gets an equal amount of screen time. Everybody, I think, is equally hilarious. Like, there's not just one character that's the funny one that's getting all the great lines. Like, Dwayne and Shanika both have a lot of really good lines. Dwayne, oh my God. Dwayne is killing it. But yeah, everybody's got good lines. Like, King is hilarious, and Allison and and Lisa, they've got stuff. Namdi, like, everybody's got funny shit. Even, like, Clifton, the nerdy guy, like, he says a lot of, like, he undie. When he says he parked his Hyundai, 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 I, I Dude. was so glad that the audio, like, because um, I was sitting next to some people who came in and immediately were kind of loud, and I was like, okay, because I listen at a movie. If something's funny, I laugh. I laugh loud, and I was very happy in in the theater that everybody else was laughing loud, so I didn't just sound like an idiot 
because uh, it's a funny fucking movie. I was oh, laughing dude. my ass off. Our theater was having a good time. It was it was it wasn't very packed um, at our place. Like there yeah, wasn't a ton wasn't of people either. there, but man, yeah. everybody that was there was having a fucking good time. Yeah, um, it was really killer. Yeah, like I said, the entire cast is really fantastic. There's not a weak link among any of them, honestly. No, I was really well. I won't. I won't say that in the spoiler free section. Sure, uh, sure, Diedrich sure. Bader showing up was cool to yeah. see. I always like to see Diedrich Bader. Fantastic man. Yeah, no, just just great, great cast, great comedy, just really fun moments where, like, you know, some of, some of the things you've always thought you'd do in a horror movie, you know, <laughs> like the times where you're like, why are they doing that? They should do this. Like, this movie pays that off so well. Yeah, and the pacing uh, is great, too, man. Pacing's it's great, like, yeah. It's like an hour and a half, which is perfect yeah. for a horror comedy. Like, it never yeah. really you know, get super bogged down and trying to get ultra high stakes and brutal and yeah. scary, but it also never wears that as welcome. And it's like, Oh my God, they're just being silly for two hours. I don't need this. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would say also, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to the spoiler free section before you check out the movie, um, it definitely stick through the credits. Cause some, yes. some stuff happens that, I mean, you know, if you're sitting there for, two three seconds after the movie's over you're gonna see some stuff start to happen but some stuff happens there that really fucking is so perfect yeah uh, yeah i guess anyway. as far as like any any like complaints about the movie goes like i i don't know like i guess if you're really wanting this to be a scary horror movie that also makes you laugh a little bit like uh, the entire kind of like end reveal as far as like while these things are conspiring i oh I yeah guess you might say is kind of weak it's, i guess it's, but well, it doesn't it's matter very slashery it's yeah, very dude. slashery right but, like if you like the genre you'll probably be on board yes with it. exactly exactly it, it like it, it hit so many genre points when you get the reveal but it yeah. is again just like I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I love slashers, but I'm never huge into those kind of convoluted reveals. Yeah. Those totally aren't, aren't really for me. But yeah. So yeah, 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 no, go, going into that, that it is a true slasher in that way. <laughs> Completely, man. And it's also very, very self aware in terms of its place in horror movies. Like there's so many oh, yeah. references and homages yeah. to other horror flicks, even some like kind of deep cut stuff in here. Yeah, yeah, they talk, uh, you know, uh, People Under the Stairs, Scream 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I really liked the, the, not a horror movie, but the Set It Off reference. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that to me was perfect. And you know, uh, I loved the Friends trivia in there. <laughs> yes, of course you did. <laughs> I actually, I like, that immediately ripped my phone out, and I was like, I bet Ben loves this. Yep. <laughs> the, the Friends trivia was perfect for you. <laughs> and it was funny for me, too, because, like, I'm, I don't want to reveal the joke in the spoiler-free section, but it was funny for me, too, because, like, that that joke was played perfectly. Yes. But, yeah, yes, let's... Let's exit the spoiler-free section. Yeah, we, clear we, we love this movie. We really yeah. like it. Um, Go see it. Oh, and also, too, I was going to ask you this. I, I found out um, while I was waiting on you watching the movie that this was actually based on like a short that was on Comedy Central. Did you watch the short? I didn't. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently like five years ago, and, and I wish I knew the details, guys. I don't, I don't know if it's the same people that wrote this movie, wrote this short, or not, I don't know. But there's a Comedy Central short that you can find on YouTube that's called The Blackening. That is, it is like this movie in five minutes. And it's fucking hilarious, dude. It's so fucking okay. funny. So, uh, okay, yeah, watch yeah. watch the short. And if you like that vibe of humor, you will like this movie for sure. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing here that it, it's written by Dwayne Perkins, who plays Dwayne. And, oh, word, and, uh, really? Tracy Oliver. Yeah, yeah, so... And, and the movie is too. So that that original short and, and this movie are both written by them. So that's that's really cool. Nice. And man. this this is directed by Tim Story, who directed like Barbershop and Ride Along and stuff like that. So like th- this is this is a, a movie that like I don't know. Like it, it really hit all the comedy points for me. To the point that, like, if it didn't even hit the horror points, it would be worth seeing. But it Completely also agree. hits the horror points. So, yes, man. go check it out. Totally, dude. I don't know the last time 
that I laughed this much at a comedy yeah. movie in a theater. Like I was laughing. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. The whole movie. And not like little yeah. smirks to myself. Like L O L I R L. Just Yeah. Like I can't hold it in. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely go and see it. We're gonna uh start into some spoilery stuff right here, so don't let us ruin the movie before you go out. Give us give it some uh some dollar papers. Show the world we need more yeah, movies sure. like this. Uh, but yeah, from here on, lie spoiler show. Beware, dude. Beware. <laughs> and and Sean Connery is up here. Yeah, Sean Connery are here. He's here to talk <laughs> about the blackening. Uh, you know what? We probably don't want Sean Connery talking about this. Movie. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. bad transition. Yes, bad yeah. transition. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad transition. Sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh man, dude, this, this movie. I'm telling you, man. Like with the horror references and shit, I was trying to keep yes. track of all of them. Like there was, yeah. there was one point where a dude has been shot by the arrow, and he's like, "I'm starting to feel a little woozy," and it's like, "Oh my yeah. god, that's just a scream line, dude." Yes, yes, yes. There were so many uh, uh, like scream homage moments that I really liked, including the fact that Jay Farrow, easily the most famous person on on this cast yeah. list, I think. Gets killed in the beginning, <laughs> dude. That's, that a, line. that's a Drew Barrymore thing, right? Shit, like that's, man. That's, yeah. Like whenever they're about to play the game and they're talking about the black characters that died at the first to scream two, and they're like, "Oh, that's just yeah. because they couldn't they couldn't afford the paycheck to keep him in the movie the whole time." Which then is they, like, clearly a reference to Jay Farrow, yeah. who would clearly get a bigger paycheck if he was in the entire film. Dude, they just yeah. pause and look at each other for a second to let the audience absorb mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Like, that was mm-hmm. one of those moments where I was like, okay, I know what kind of movie I'm in for now. Like, this is self-aware in the best way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and like, it, you know, when as soon as you're presented with the blackening board game, it's like, oh, God. Oof, like, oh, man. no. Where is this gonna go? Yeah. Because, you know... <laughs> it's some Jim Crow-ass uh, bullshit, like, really. Yeah, yeah. Just, you got oof. you got the, the, the Black Sambo character in the middle as the, like, timer slash speaker. And, yeah, and, and the questions are, like, they have racist answers that are options and stuff. And it, it's just really, like, you know, you feel gross about it. And there's a Confederate flag in the, yeah, in the yeah. basement and stuff. And again, we're in the spoiler section. Just if you didn't catch that, turn around quick. Uh, when you find out that it's Clifton and that he hired these two rednecks to do this, who, you know, they're doing it for a thousand dollars. They clearly don't like, they, they probably are racist, but the, the like red herring that it's about racism necessarily, though we find out Clifton also voted for Trump twice. <laughs> Oh my like, god, dude! The crowd died <laughs> laughing at that part of the movie. I voted for Trump both times. Everybody's like, "Oh!" Yeah, like, well, I think it was Dwayne who like went after him. It was so yeah. funny. <laughs> oh my god, man! It was yeah. a good reveal. Like, like Kate kind of called it earlier. She's like, "I wonder if it's gonna be him this whole time. Like, yeah. like it's gonna be like a saw kind of thing where it turns out he's not dead or whatever." And it I was, was like, I don't kind know. of saw. that is an inspiration in this for sure. Saw right because sure play you a got game, the TV dude. yeah you're playing a game and you got the TV with the the Sambo character in the middle and stuff like yeah and and like that does like that does set up th- to me it set up like oh no are we about to watch like racist redneck torture porn type of shit like, I don't want to so see glad that. it like, didn't do that yeah yeah no I do not want to see that no. yeah so I, I'm glad it didn't go that direction. Because that, that kind of would have killed the comedy, right? Like, how could you make that funny in any way? Right. Um, yeah, but it, it, it like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like, it, I don't know. Like, we've seen good slashers recently, but a, a good, because this, this is people going out into the woods type of slasher. So it fits the vibe of a camp slasher. And yeah. You just don't get a ton of new good camp slashers, and this is one of them. Though this this fits the bill of a camp slasher, even though, of course, we're dealing with thirty year olds, and you know we're dealing with uh, uh, less of the teen sex vibe and more of the uh, adults doing drugs and having fun vibe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. different sort of type of uh, of slasher in that way, I guess. Right. I'll say yeah. the only way that it doesn't fulfill the, the the slasher vibe and part of the appeal of slasher flicks. Um, if I have a complaint about this movie, I will uh-huh. say that the the kills and violence are pretty repetitive. It's just a lot of getting shot with arrows. Ah, uh, yeah, the crossbow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think crossbows are fun uh, as a weapon, uh, but yeah, it, it is it is pretty repetitive. Yeah, it would have been fun to have a little more variation, though. I I, I mean, I think the movie's trying to kind of turn it on its head because all of the supposed victims have their unique weapons. Oh, dude, right? when she bludgeons him to death with yes! that fucking candle holder. Oh, Everybody shit. was fucking cheering in my theater when that happened. Like, She's like, why is so a black perfect. woman always got to save everybody? <laughs> just right. Beating the I'm fuck tired, out of she them. said. Like, she was just. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was not a single moment of like. They they were going to like walk away from the dead body. Like these are people who are well aware of horror tropes. Like they're going to make sure this motherfucker's dead. Totally right. Um, but I I think that's that's it. Is that like in this movie the only people who die are the opening couple, and all the people we're introduced to later, except for Clifton, of course, um, are. Like it's not a final girl situation. This is a film where most of the characters survive, and they're all black. Like it's great. It's like this wish fulfillment type mm-hmm. of thing, where it's like, what if the black character made it? Well, what if they were all black characters? They, you know, and they work together, and they made it because like that. That's this long-standing trope that uh, black characters would react differently to these things and they keep making jokes about it throughout the film that like that's some white nonsense or whatever when like anybody brings up a plan that would be something character some bad decision characters would make in another slasher dude uh, that part where Dietrich Bader is talking to the like half of the group and he's like what happened to your, the rest of your friends They're like we split up and he's like you split up but you guys are black and everybody's like oh <laughs> like low blow like yeah. the crowd yeah. lost it dude yeah. and, and also too man i i love that there was kind of that fake out where it's like maybe Dietrich bader is in on this mm-hmm. i like that they kept Dietrich bader just fucking lovable Dietrich yeah. bader. like let him just like be that. he's, he's like a great dude come on yeah i like that they were just like ah Dietrich bader's cool yeah <laughs> like, yeah he, he wasn't a part of the because they did kind of keep expecting that saw moment you know because you get clifton pretending he's dead at the table I kind of expected that saw moment where Diedrich Bader rises up and he's like, that nurse who died that night was my daughter. Exactly, dude. I was waiting on that. Yeah. But no, he's just, he's a good guy. He was just a good guy. And they were rightfully suspicious of him and their suspicions led to his death. But they were still rightfully suspicious of him because he had the mask in his car. Yeah. Come on. Well, and he was he was also giving dude a hard time because he was like, oh, he's here without the key before his friend showed up. Like he's trying to break and enter into this place. Like he right, was kind of giving him yeah. a hard time earlier too. So right, yeah, it was a good setup for suspicion. It was a good setup for suspicion, and yeah, I I also love that like, um, you know, they not only do they come up with some plans, but like as we said earlier, like some of them are on drugs, um. I I loved was what was her name Lisa uh, on the Adderall she, yeah she was on all that fucking uh, uh, Molly and yeah, they yeah. took a bunch of Adderall and it just became a badass she was seeing the code in the Matrix man like she I love that like she was in a superhero movie like she of was. her own like, and she didn't know that she was on Adderall she was just like I'm like. Dude, I'm vibing. I'm fucking in control of all of this stuff. Yeah. It was much later, like, you're on Adderall. <laughs> she had, like, That's that, so like, funny. every time she'd move her head, it had that motion blur, and she had that, like, Wolverine-ass yes. fight scene where yes. she had the three arrows between her fingers. That was I so badass. That. She was I in her private it. fucking superhero movie in the middle of this horror movie, and I loved that, dude. And she she's the one who's half white, and she made that joke at the beginning that having a white dad is hard, because anytime he gets mad you're like oh no 
Murder uh, suicide. Murder suicide. <laughs> Here he comes. Murder suicide. That's <laughs> so dark. The, I was dying the laughing. The humor in this goes hard. Like, I'm telling it is you, man. dark as fuck. I loved it. Like, when we were setting up to record this episode, this is one of those movies, dude, where I was. I was really racking my brain to think of like God, like what were the funniest lines? And it's hard well, to remember because there so there's so many, dude. Like there, there are so, so fucking many funny lines in this. I, I had a hard time remembering all of them. Yeah. Whenever, oh my God. Whenever uh, Namdi asks King, "You still a slave to the white man?" and he's like, "Y'all gotta stop calling my wife the white man." <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Yeah. What's Uh, uh, what's what's he say? He's like, gayness is just whiteness wrapped up in in a bunch of dicks or whatever. (laughs) Gayness is just whiteness wrapped up in a hundred dicks. What? (laughs) Dwayne. Dwayne is so fucking funny. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, dude. Some of his lines in this are just ridiculously great. Dude, whenever he gets those nervous pukes and just like pukes all over the killer and it saves him. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, that is a great defense mechanism, right? right? Like, <laughs> if somebody puked in my face, I feel like it'd be hard to immediately kill them. Oh, dude, no. I would start like, throwing oh, up in that mask, dude. Like, it would be over Ugh. for me. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that, the, <laughs> the part where uh, <laughs> Dwayne is, like, separated from Namdi. Uh, and he's like, go, save yourself. And, then, <laughs> yeah, and they then, run away. Namdi, yeah, Namdi and Allison leave. And then he's like, I was joking. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> so fucking funny. And he gives him shit about it later, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, obviously we can't name every funny fucking joke. But oh, yeah. the it's ending loaded. itself is... Not only like super poignant, but also hilarious. Like it is, yeah. Let's the call the what can we do? Call the like, cops. Yeah, what? Yeah, the ending being these six black people survived this attempt on their life. Now there are two, three dead white men, one a forest ranger, and a dead black man in this house. Like, what do they do? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. It's fuck. It, it's just like a fuck moment. But then what they do to ease that kind of tension in the, the credits is they, they decide to call the fire department because yep. the fire department doesn't have guns. But then the fire department shoots them with the hoses, of course. Yep. Yeah, man. That is a dark joke. It's dark. Yeah. It's That's like really, really one of the darkest jokes of the whole thing. Yeah. But it still it, it hits. It hits, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I loved how dark the humor got. I loved like all the characters carried the humor. Like everybody was funny in in different ways. Of course, uh, as I said, Dwayne is is fucking hilarious. Clearly, killing it the entire time. Uh, was that? Were there any other points you wanted to talk about? Oh, the the telepathy bits where they were like talking oh, in their right. heads to each other. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck, oh my god! Okay, so yeah, they're do- they're doing that like talking with their eyes and face thing early on, and it's like two women characters, and I guess it's you know you're supposed to be like, oh, of course women understand each other, but then later, <laughs> Dwayne does it with Dante, <laughs> and then they kind of like are commenting on it with their faces. Yeah, they're like, like, oh, oh I thought only women could hear this kind of stuff. What? <laughs> But then Clifton also understands. <laughs> He's like, I heard all that. <laughs> but I in heard his all head. That. Like, dude, that's that's borderline like a fucking uh like Leslie Nielsen damn naked gun yes. moment. Or it's like it's stupid so as fucking, shit. It's so absurd. I loved it so much. <laughs> oh my god, man. I'm I'm serious. Like I was dying laughing the whole movie. I don't know yeah, the last no, time I laughed. I'm this still much laughing about movie. it. Yeah, I, I I haven't uh haven't enjoyed myself at a comedy that much in a little bit, so go fucking watch it. Fucking Good watch God, it. Man. Go watch it. Really, yeah. <laughs> it really is great, man. Like I said, I was really thinking I was gonna know all the punchlines because in the trailer they have they have some of that a stuff where it's jokes. like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. you gotta elect who's the 
uh, the blackest one among you. And he's like, it's not me. I voted for Trump twice. Like, that's hilarious. But I was like, oh, man, like, maybe they've given me all the best bits in the trailer. Nope. Not nope. even close. Not yeah. even close. Yeah, honestly, like, the trailer is just the stuff that they can kind of show on TV. That's yep. it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it gets way uh, funnier and much more dark and twisted and <laughs> disgusting and fun. <laughs> so good. I can't wait to watch it again, man. I can't yeah, wait to absolutely. watch it again. Can't, can't wait till it gets to streaming or whatever, because that, that, that's definitely... Uh, you know, I like it's one of those really fun movies I could see watching around Halloween all the time. Fuck yeah, dude! It's, it's it's a fun comedy. It still brings a little bit of the thrills and scares, but still is just hilarious and fun, which is the vibe you want around Halloween. I feel like. Well, and something I like about it too that fits that vibe so well is even though a lot of the movie takes place at nighttime in this dark house where the power is off and shit a lot of the ambient lighting is like these like purples and blues and it's very yeah, like uh-huh. haunted house and like fun like it, it's yeah. dark but fun in the way that the movie is shot and lit like it's never i don't know it's never too like gritty grimy like it never turns into saw looking at any time it looks no, fun yeah. too yeah, it looks fun. It looks like it, it, it like carries the whole vibe, as you said, the lighting and stuff. Yeah, I I you know, there there are definitely like the the moments where I feel like they undercut some of the tension. Like, you know, we we see them like the when they finally do decide to split up. Um three of them run out into the forest and the camera kind of pans over and we see one of the bad guys standing behind the tree. And it's, <laughs> it's one of those moments where it's like that it's kind of cartoonish, uh, kind of Scooby Doo ish, but that, that is the comedy and it works, but it, it does undercut some of the tension there, but it's not too bad. Because uh, again, it's it's not so much about the horror, even though the horror is there. It really is comedy. Yeah, totally, man. Loved it. I would absolutely watch this again. And if these uh, same people that made this flick made another movie, I would definitely be oh, trying to take it to watch it, man. I, I really 100%. don't have much any complaints. Even my thing about the gore is like not that big a deal. Because if it's gonna be like gorier than people getting shot with arrows like what do i want somebody getting fucking cut in half with a chainsaw like that kind of cuts right. into the fun of the movie so it kind of would cut a little bit of, well maybe maybe you could get somebody getting cut in half with a chainsaw and it would be okay like if clifton had gotten that at the end it would be like okay yeah maybe that was fun yeah yeah, yeah. I had a blast. I had a really good time, Same. and I hope that you guys do too, man. I'm glad that you liked it, dude. Like we were, yeah, me too. We were watching the theater, and I was like, dude, there's no way Steve isn't gonna like right. this, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. When I sat down to watch it, I was like, oh, so we're both gonna have liked this because there's no way you didn't enjoy it. It's right? hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. So yeah, let us know what you guys think about it over on our uh, our social media feeds, our Instagrams, our Facebook group, which is a great reason to have a face book any any more these days it's, it's just to hang out with us on yeah. it. it's kind of the only reason it's the um, only reason i can think of yeah yeah as well as our patreon and all that stuff where you can find um ways to support the show give us dollar papers and get your movie featured on a future episode what's that patreon earl patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there become a patron on any level you get access to the patreon exclusive episodes should be a howling mini or uh, uh hell rankers <laughs> mini so howling hell rankers up there <laughs> uh it, it is um and then if you become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw from the smoking bowl and then we uh cover the movie we drew from the smoking bowl uh if you're listening right now you're like oh my gosh this is when the patreon episode normally would have been yeah it's coming next week and uh watch watch for the the video uh coming up this friday yeah, um, you'll see what we drew. I'll tell you what. Uh, I've already watched it, and um, I was it, it, it was something I had never seen, and Ooh. I was like, okay, because there's a lot of interesting elements to it. So, little bit of a spoiler mm. that it's interesting. All right. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing about it too, and you guys can tune in. 
later on, whenever we get to that one, on the next installment of Drang and Largly, where I will be Uncle Ben. And I will be Hollywood Steve. <laughs> we'll what? catch you guys later on. Bye. Bye. Now, I was just thinking about everybody's favorite restaurant gift shop, the Cracker Barrel. You know what I'm saying? A Cracker Barrel. Right, right, right. The Cracker Barrel. I mean, you go over there, you sit on a rocking chair, you hit that gift shop, you get a biscuit and gravy, you're going to have a good time. And on your way out, you definitely want to leave yourself with a souvenir to commemorate your time that you had at the old crack bar. Sure, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yep. Got to grab like a wooden toy or something. Something like that. You know, and of course, one of the most memorable experiences you can have at the Cracker Barrel is, you know, while you're waiting on your biscuit and gravy and sweet tea to come out, you get to play with that little triangular game with the pegs on it. You know what I'm saying? The little, pe- right, little peg yeah. game that they have. The little peg game. Uh-huh. That's why I propose over there in that, that old gift store they got. I think you ought to be able to leave and get yourself a T-shirt. What says I got pegged at Cracker Barrel? <laughs> well, listen, Ben. <laughs> I don't know if you know that the Cracker Barrel has joined the woke agenda, so... This could be a thing. <laughs> this could be a thing, and they should do it. I would I absolutely pegged. buy that shirt. That's that awesome. <laughs> like, if that doesn't exist, it needs to exist. <laughs> it really does, yeah. And everybody who's ever been to Cracker Barrel get it. Because everybody... Yeah, everybody's been pegged. peg game. Yeah, everybody's yeah. been pegged at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could go even more like on brand and be like, I pegged my cousin at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, that is true. I have pegged my cousin at Cracker Barrel. I've pegged my sister at Cracker Barrel. Dude, that's so Morristown. That's so Morristown. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>